Hi, this is Brandon. I just wanted to give you a quick note before this reading. So every reading I record for my client, that way they can have it sent to them. That way, if there's anything in the reading that doesn't make sense to them right away, it will later. Um, something that I've really learned in this practice is there is not a right or wrong version of mediumship. What it is, is what's the importance of what angels are talking about, whatever that topic is like, why are they bringing this up? It's not about the interpretation itself. If it's to you wrong, it's about why is it that that is even being brought up, right? So what I'm having to do in my readings is have to fight that resistance with people because what they think is that. I am just wrong or that the interpretation is just wrong and that it doesn't apply to them. And then it's like you have to like kind of 360 your way out of them thinking that it doesn't apply to them because at the end of the message, they'll say, yep, that's right. And so anyway, what I'm trying to get at is there's even resistance with understanding the importance of recording a reading. So in this scenario, in this reading, I had a client that was gifted a session. So she really didn't know much about like what I do. Um, but she did watch a couple videos that I've done just to kind of have an idea um, of like what I do. But when I told her that I was recording it, she was very hesitant and she didn't want um, me to do it. So she just said, you know, don't record it because I don't always, I, I have hundreds of recordings and I only just share very few of them. I don't, I don't share every reading. Of course not. So what I'm saying is it wasn't, I'm not recording them to share. I'm recording them for my clients to have. So that way they can use this as a tool for their healing. Because at the end of the day, that's what this is. Because if you find yourself in doubt or fear or whatever, and you're battling a day where you really miss your loved one, isn't it just nice to have a recording of, an, of a message or a reminder of something that they said to you previously? So that's why I do it. And so in the beginning of this recording, she changes her mind. And I had already started the reading. And this is why I have to give you this little prelude. It's because she changes her mind quickly uh, because of the information that was coming out. She was like, wait, can this be recorded? Because she didn't realize how how legitimately this was. She didn't realize how valid this could be for her. Um, and then she was realizing that this could also help other people in her family. So I think that we need to realize the importance of mediumship. I think that we realize, at least with my practice, I mean, I don't know other experiences. I know that there's a lot of mediums and psychics that are taboo and maybe scammy-like, but that's not how I roll. And this is not what this is. And I'm not, like, I need people to realize I don't live in a mansion. I don't live, I don't, I'm not driving a Corvette. I don't have like a cult anywhere. Like, it's, I'm just a dude living in Oklahoma City, you know? And I, have just said, well, I'm going to learn and I'm going to understand what I am going through on a personal level of knowing what's going on around me. And what's come from that is deeper understandings and deeper under connections, but deeper truths. I'm dealing with truth that I can't deny, like the information that I get from people, I can't deny is true and neither can they. So it's really incredible. But when people can rise above that and see that point of view and actually care enough to have it recorded, 
man, does it fuel me? And it really motivates spirit because when you say, I, I want to listen and I want to know how to do better, I want to know what's going on, I want to know what to do to get out of my block and my stagnant, that's what these readings are. It's not just to talk to you about what people left behind. It's not just to say, do you have your grandma's blanket or do you have, did you sell your grandpa's car? You know what? Spirit doesn't care about all that. Spirit wants you to be on track and get you on a place of discovery and get you on a place of realizing that there's parts of your life that aren't all the way right. And that is explaining why you feel what you feel at times. So I'm just trying to get at my experience in this practice that I Spirit has moved me through is so therapeutic in so many ways. And sometimes someone just needs to tell you that maybe you need a medium. Or maybe you need Brandon, or maybe you need someone that can help you through whatever it is that you're going through. Receiving help is one of the hardest things that we can do as humans, because most of the time, if you're having a hard time asking for help, it's because you had to curate your own way of living. And so if if you have to ask for help, it almost tells you that what you did in your own dashboard of living, like your roadmap of living that you made for yourself because nobody else told you how to live You almost want to say that that is incorrect when someone tells you how to do something better. And I'm just trying to encourage you that if you're talking to a light worker, like a medium or a therapist or somebody that has clarity, trust them. Please do not resist the love that's in front of you whenever you're taught that that doesn't exist. You know, a lot of times we're taught that love doesn't exist. And whenever you are encounter like true love like where you can feel safe right where you just settle for mediocre love it's like we realize then that there's issues and and we're just so content so i'm excited for you to to listen to this audio because there's a lot of light bulbs that happen and a lot of connections that take place um and it's just exciting to listen to spirit when anytime they can move so anyway i hope you have a great day and thanks for being here I totally get it. I totally get it. I got it. Yeah, let's do it. Thank you for that, actually. I Thank you. Oh my gosh. You have no idea what that does to me because that means that you care. <laughs> and you'll send me a copy of it? Excellent. Okay. So, um, okay. So, uh, so your grandmother, yes? Is that with the breast cancer? Yes. Okay. Um, and that is that your mom's mom too? Yes. Okay, because it's all maternal because what they're all going to is how it's hard to get along with mom. Your mom have a hard time seeing eye to eye with her mom? Um, sometimes, yes. Did your mom have to cave and just appease the relationship that she had with your grandmother to just make it work? Yeah, she did. Okay. That's what she shows me. All right. She's showing me how she kind of, but it was a generational thing. She keeps trying to justify these decisions by saying it was a generational thing. And that what she's doing though for us is that she's reminding us of the generational, the the female lineage. Like she just wants you to know that how you've handled yourself because you're soft, like you're receptive, like in general, like you allow, like there's something different about you 
and this grandmother's soul that makes me feel like your grandmother makes me feel like it's very important that you know that they can see the way that you love and live because it's different. Wow. And so is it fair to say that you receive people for who they are? Yes. And she shows me that you receive people for who they are and you don't judge, you're open-minded, you love, you're compassionate. She shows me that you are someone that people walk up to and just talk to because they trust you and they, they feel so welcomed by you with open arms. Is that fair? Yes. Your dad, were you not there when he died? No. That's who it is. So, um, oh my goodness. So you have two dads in spirit. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because you have to know they're all there. It's just a matter of picking on them, right? Like, oh, you're her dad too. Oh, you're her dad too. So it's like one of those things that it's like, oh, now I am making out what I'm seeing because you have so much contentment with the way God gave you the life you have, that it's hard for you to even see some problematic areas. And so what's happening, (laughs) what's happening is you have these loved ones over here trying to show me this template of your life where you have been taught not to recognize pain where pain has been pain or recognize when you haven't been heard for the value of not being heard. I swear I just saw this little girl get picked up as if like it's this grandfather or father-like energy. I guess, would that be your father? Like the one that took the father role in your life, did you guys have a good relationship? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, we did. Okay. okay, one moment. So did he take, so from an early age, did he walk into your life? Yes. Okay, like a little girl, like seven, eight? Yes. Okay, perfect. That's what he's trying to. Okay, so it's that soul is showing me that he was your father figure in life and that he entered your life around eight ish. And um, is it fair to say that he taught you the version like he's one of the better versions of what a man looks like for you? Yes. Because whenever they show me pride, respect, honor, it's what you have. What's it's what you have towards them. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So he's, he's just identifying the bond of the relationship that you guys carry because it still exists. And that, um, man, you're so private. There's something about your life that you keep private, which obviously I got a taste of that at the beginning of our relationship, but there's a sense though of knowing that your there's a difference between privacy and ignoring like for you. So you need to make sure that you know that whenever you are moving forward with your life, because I have to remind you, like, I don't care how old you are, you have healing to do and growth to be had in your lifetime, because there's a sensation of like, well, this is it, I'll just ride this out. And they're just like, no, that's not right. Like she could make moves and decisions and choices that could actually elevate a lot of the areas in her life that could reflect a little more joy. Right. And so it's, it's a, it's a really cool experience from your guides and your angels um, and your dad. Did he come from, so he shows me coming from a life where he had to just kind of build his own thing and curate his own life. Is that right? Yes, it is. And he shows me that 
you see his shortcomings as just a catalyst to becoming the, the greatest person possible where you don't blame him for anything or you don't look at any of his shortcomings as bad. Is that right? That's right. And so he's just acknowledging um, a thank you for that because you have value behind the life's lessons. Like that's, and you don't hold grudges. You don't hold people to their lessons. Like you, you respect this journey because you're the old soul. Like it's so interesting. Your soul is of a stature that I haven't really seen a lot of because it, it's like, it didn't take you long. It's almost like you were born this way. Like, it's almost like, is it fair to say that you were born in a way that not a lot of things have phased you? Right. Right. Because that's what's carried in into your adult life, which makes you feel uncertainty whenever someone takes accountability of emotions or pain that they caused you where you're oblivious to it. And that's why I haven't been able to acknowledge their messages. And so I need you to be aware of that because you have pain within you. And I can see a lot of this hurt, um, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. Um, and it's not because it's not because you're trying to be a bother. And it's certainly not because you're trying to inconvenience anybody. It's just that you matter. And so it's one of those things where if you're, if you, in any area of your life, I'm just going to generalize this for you. If you aren't being heard, validated, seen, then make sure that you're standing your ground to uh, your value and really making sure that every part of your needs are taken care of. If you're unable to write down five legitimate needs, then maybe we need to sit more in our thoughts and not settle for mediocre, right? Or not settle for, I don't know, or I'm good, or I'm fine, or I'm, I'm good. So there's a stagnant flow that they're trying to address within you. So I just, does that, I mean, that will make sense somewhere in that because um, it's just a matter of finding joy again. It's like a fulfillment increase. It's like, if you're going to be happy with the life you've chosen, let's make sure that we're not robbing ourselves from joy in any area, right? Um, okay, sorry, let me go back to your dad. Um, well, that was from your dad. Okay, so um, so the aunt, that's the one that you let go. You told her it was okay to go. I told, I said my final words to her and she told me, okay, just don't cry. And I couldn't believe that, that she was able to acknowledge that. Okay, so so this gesture that I get normally means can't speak because it's here, but she was here, so no tears, got it. Um, that Because it's just imagery. And so what I can see what they can do in these little gestures, it, that's so cool, I've not heard that before. Um, so you're spiritually in tune, but there's religion somewhere through the threads here. So was your aunt? My aunt was, she's a private person, but she was in her own way. She knew. Spirituality and religion. Yes. That's, that's where I'm at with that is like your spiritual. So we're connected to your aunt. So your dad stepped to the side and I'm, I'm channeling your aunt now because your aunt is um, expressing spirituality and, and, and uh, mediumship and religion and all this other stuff. And it's like, it's very neat that you have adapted your open-mindedness from her as well. Is that fair to say? Yes. So you live life with her kind of in your tracks, like, or you are walking in her tracks or you're trying to live similar ways because she keeps trying to make me 
feel like it's important that you know that what you've done in your life she's proud of so she had to have placed a very special role in your life and, and you took care of her yes and you made sure that her needs were met unapologetically you made sure that she was advocated for yes and she's wanting to thank you so much for that and she's also acknowledging how you spoke to her and thought, well, if, 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 he, if this could work I, in the way that I would want it to, I'd love to hear from her. There's some sort of connection to her that she's acknowledging. So did you kind of call out for her? Yeah. Yeah. And so do you understand then that that's a validation to your communication to them as well? Do you believe that you have that connection? Yes. Okay, perfect. Because that's really what this is about is just acknowledging that lack, like, hey, tell her I heard her. That's why I'm here. You know, it's like, so trust that knowing, trust that that connection um, is valid. With somebody buried with, oh, it's dog. Because your dad is trying to show me cremation and then there's a dog. So I don't, I don't know if it's his dog. I don't know if it's your dog. You know what? It may have been the dog that peed on his ashes. That is nuts. He was, his ashes were sprinkled around the tree at his home in Eufaula. Oh my God. And my sister, I told her to put up her dogs and we was having kind of the ceremony and they were sprinkling his ashes around the tree and the dog came up in front of everyone and hiked his leg and peed on the ashes. And we all died because that my dad that was his humor yes that's what i was yes. about to say he was is talking him. to everybody and making everybody kind of like just laugh like it's just like this is that fair to say was that who he was on so earth he went out like that that's yeah, that's, all, that's what i say is that was dad with that humor and he would have yeah. said now like y'all you know because <laughs> yeah. he was always a joking you know Sometimes it wasn't the best cool. humor, but yeah, that's the way he was. Yep. So know that that exists still, but know that his soul was present for that because that's what, that's how he kept trying to get that story to come out of you. So that is so neat. Wow. Uh, that's crazy. But you keep having dreams is that you, the visions, the dreams, does he pop into you? Sometimes. So the visitations, right? Like these dreams. So he's, he's talking to me about the dreams that you're having, which are visitations from him. And the, the, so, but you're, you have this flow of communication to soul land. That is your own experience. That is your own relationship. And it's not that I need to tell you that it's a visitation. I just need to tell you that a stranger can pick up on the fact that you had a dream of your dad because it will only influence and increase your understanding of what you already know to be true because you don't find peace in knowing that that's truly your dad because I truly believe you know that it is him, yeah? Right. So what, I'm do what they're doing though is that they're leveling up on your connection because that's how this works is it's not just a one line. It's like you can actually elevate this growth and you can actually experience more of what you want to do uh, because I feel very tapped in from you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like your bullshit meters on point. Yes. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of a nice like that's a fun way of saying your intuition, like you have great intuition. So it's one of those things where you need to understand that the butterflies and the cardinals and the 1111s and the 333s and the three o'clock in the morning waking up and like all of these signs and symbols and all of these things are happening around you because your angels are trying to get your attention to elevate yourself to kind of get you in a place of reframing your mind to really truly thinking that there is bigger and better things out there and that you truly can be a part of a big inner divine intervention type of plan because I almost feel like although you are intuitive, although you have these gifts and although you have this mindset of life and you understand life and death and the polarity of it all, there's still this sensation of, well, this is it. I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that fair? Okay. So I, cause they're presenting that to me and they're trying to acknowledge that you could do more. And that you can feel more, you can have more, you can experience more. So it's about experience. So it's almost as though we feel a little pulled back from some experiences that we want. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So maybe we sit with this. Maybe we think about this. Maybe we really ask ourselves, why aren't you really doing what you want? And then if something comes up in front of that, as far as an obstacle, then you then know that that's what you have to fix. And if you feel like it's truly you and not you taking the blame because you were conditioned to do that your whole life, make sure that you take care of yourself. Because if you are conditioned for your whole life to respond a certain way to that question, of course, someone that has always thought that they were the center of the problem will think that they're the problem. So just be cautious that the little girl inside of you, the one that acted out, the one that was free spirited, the one that was repressed, the one that was controlled because you were too happy or too zealous or something. I don't know what that means. Do you? Yeah. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said, yes. Okay. Sorry. I, I, I am respectful. I don't want to appease on that little girl in you. I want to make sure I'm inter interrupt or in uh, seeing that clearly. What am I trying to say? Interpreting it correctly. So what I'm acknowledging is there's a version of yourself that you forgot exists. Yes. And so your angels need to remind you of that and not that they're okay. So what we're doing today is refueling and refiring up the fire that you allowed to go out because you thought it needed, it didn't need to light anymore because you did what you thought you came to do. And now you're just kind of gliding. There's this gliding sensation. So are you gliding then through the chaos? Yes. Okay. Okay, that's perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that because now I can understand more and I can guide you better. Okay, so let me see. Yeah, that's why. Got it. You're the glider. You're the peacemaker. Yes. So they keep showing me this illustration where you are the line. You stay in your lane. And then when people come through it, you alter your line, but you remain this way. So that way things are forward thinking and gets done because you're the only one that gets shit done. Yes, that is true. 
So that's why there was only one line going through. Honestly, it's this. And this explains why you have lost yourself. There's no gaps. Right. You see that middle line? That's you. And there's no miss, there's no missing gaps for you time. So with that said, so who's this? Okay. Are you taking care of a little kid? Are you do you have grand are you taking yeah. care of kids? I have a granddaughter. Okay, because they said you're taking care of your grandkids. So um, the thing is, uh, one moment. Ooh, you're excited all of a sudden. Okay, so, so was your so was your dad and I've already forgotten who I was talking to. One moment. So is it your son or daughter? Okay, wait. Your granddaughter belongs to, is it your son? My daughter. Your daughter. Okay. That's what you were, you were helping me out there. Sorry. Okay. So the daughter, is she the one associated to like coping mechanisms, like drinking or drugs? My daughter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, she doesn't drink or do drugs. Okay, okay, okay. So, so right now there's some sort of alcoholism and or addiction behavior coming through me. So does your, does your partner drink? Uh, every now and then. But not like alcoholicism is, no. is, so help me connect the addicted behavior. So why would why would angels talk about addicted behavior when it brought when it was brought up from taking care of your granddaughter connected to your daughter? Now is there now is she is your daughter connected to a, a her partner that's associated to addiction? No, no. There's Maybe no addiction there. My biological father was an alcoholic. So that's where I'm getting, okay. So biological dad was, the, yes. it has to be alcoholism. It can't just be social drinking. No, uh, That would be your spouse. That would be your spouse. So it's like, there's somebody acknowledging um, alcoholism. And that's after we're talking about your daughter and your granddaughter, because he was in spirit when that granddaughter was born. Uh-huh. And it's, and so was, Somebody else was, was the aunt? My aunt, she just passed away. Oh, she I just passed this year. So, yes. so there was somebody else, there, there's somebody else that's saying that I was over here when she was born. Is she also, so what's this four or what's this eight? Um, is she eight or is she four? Is she around that age? My granddaughter, she's 17. Okay, so eight will be August, and then four is April. So, and or, so, okay, all right. And I have another, if you're talking about the granddaughter that I'm raising, that one is 17, and then I have another granddaughter. She doesn't live with me, and she is 10. 10, okay, but that's not going to be this, because I think that, do, do you understand August? Is there somebody's birthday or anything in August? August. Your dad? Yes, he's August. The one in spirit. 
Yep. Okay. And 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 was your dad alive when was there a baby born after he died? Was there a boy born? Was there is there is there another boy somewhere or is it just the two girls? Two girls is all I have of grandkids. Uh they're just trying to acknowledge that they're around these kids and they're trying to acknowledge that they're they're protecting them but there's so much light surfacing these kiddos are light the 17 year old and the 10 year old they're light ah. like they're light beams like but one of them is resisting is the 17 year old uh is she does she resist you uh yes so she has you see her potential she doesn't see her potential and she fights she clams up when she gets love or compliments. She doesn't know her value. She doesn't know her worth. She's like, we're, uh, yes. Uh, this abandonment feeling. Do you have, but do you have a child in spirit? Do you have I a know. miscarriage or termination? A what? A miscarriage or termination? No. I wonder if she going through something right now do you have a sibling in spirit no no i don't okay there is something hold on you you got real excited and you you brought down some more walls for me and spirit recognizes that within you and it's like flooded gates of information and and now i because I, I i can i'm gonna have to redirect them on this because august is your dad's birthday what's april or fourth is fourth of a month anything uh april's when my aunt passed Perfect. Okay. See, that's what I'm telling you. It's like, they all got real excited when you got real excited. There was a point in this because they're giving me birthdays and, and death month, you know, it's like, so, yeah. Uh, okay. It's just to validate them more and more and more, but, um, you, okay. They're taking me to, to a problem. They're taking me to a friction. Um, you're unsure. Are you unsure that you're doing the right thing by somebody? Are you unsure if you're doing right by your granddaughter? Uh, sometimes. Because they're trying, but listen, okay, cool. That's where it's at. See that resistance? Do you identify that resistance? Um, so that emotion of inadequacy is being overshadowed by your contentment with being fine with whoever you are. Okay. But but so with that, we have to give validness to that emotion of being unsure because that spirit telling you, you want to fix that. Yes. So you need to then I trust that and identify that and then ask yourself, then what do I do to fix that? So if it's, and I'm just going to talk general because I feel like you have relationships in your life that you're trying to figure out because the world is different around you and the people in your life are a lot different than what you were used to with your upbringing. And so you're having to reframe your communication skills 
and you're having to um, acknowledge people in a different way because what doesn't matter to you matters to other people. And you have to actually understand empathy towards the lack of understanding, which is what you have when it comes to other people's emotions, which you're confused about because you don't want to hurt anybody else's emotions. You don't want to hurt anybody else's feelings. Uh, but yet there's a lack of empathy, not because you're unaware, or it's because you're unaware, but it's not the empathy that we get on a normal basis. Like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. It's the empathy of not understand, not wanting to understand a certain emotion. So that way that individual could be heard, which is why your granddaughter at times doesn't feel hurt. Uh-huh. Right. So so what we do then is we kind of slow down and think she is here to teach me. So what am I here to learn? Am I here to learn about like anxiety? Am I here to understand what it, what it would mean for her to do this experience? What, what does that mean for her? What does that need say to her? And it's not to say like you go, you know, crazy with letting go of boundaries or whatever, but maybe we need to just be a little more present with the idea behind, I think she's in need of something. And I think that we need to correct some behaviors before she goes off to the world, because there's a sense of entitlement within her that she feels deserving of things because she feels like her life isn't as up to par as she thought it could be. Is that right? Right. So what you are feeling is the resistance towards what you see as a good life where she doesn't feel like it's that. So it's hard for you to understand those kinds of emotions to be precise. Do you understand that? Because your life was, it's almost that feeling of like, when you were her age, you didn't have the greatness that she has. Is that right? Um, mine was okay. My upbringing was pretty good. It was what? Mine was good. My upbringing, you know, it was, it was good. My childhood. Okay, so you, but I guess the idea here is though that you know how to value what's good versus what it could be like. And I think what they're showing me is that perspective is actually robbing you from being understandable or understanding deep down to just remind whoever that may be of like, hey, let me remind you of the silver lining because what you are good at is increasing vibrations. You are good at making, feel, making people feel good. So if you could identify your blind spots with the lack of empathy towards emotions that you don't feel like they have the right to have, you'll better be able to communicate to that person to help them understand why that emotion actually isn't serving them. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're seeing because you don't like to hold on to emotions that don't serve you. And so when people like your granddaughter hold on to emotions that don't serve them, you run out of patience and it's almost like just, it's okay. And so you brush over it where she holds on to it, but she doesn't talk about it. So is she coming across more private as she gets older? Uh, yes. Because that's why. Isn't that neat? Wow. Yes. It's like, because what this does for you, this recognizes something within you that you didn't realize you were doing because you're a fixer and you change. But what I'm saying is if you get comfortable in your contentment and you're stagnant, you will forever be that way. And you will lose relationships that could actually fulfill you and, and give you joy. What we talked about you longing for. 
So wow. it's a, it's an incredible yin yang flip of change here. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not that you have a lot of against you. You just, I feel like you're balancing a lot on your shoulders. Like you have the pressure of the world on you for some reason. So do you feel that? Yes. So um, with the accept, it's, it's, are you having the issues with your, with your actual child though too? Like, are you having issues with your child? Yeah, we do. Okay. So And is that because the daughter and the mom didn't see eye to eye and the daughter would rather live with you? Uh, Yes. Sorry, I'm vaping. No. Uh, (laughs) So so I'm going to just kind of talk a little more candidly, if that's okay. Yeah. You need to be a little more tight with your granddaughter but it doesn't come in the form of telling her what to do because you're smart and you know how to 360 is what i is what we call it the 360 you know how to go around somebody's ego to make your point because you had to do that your whole life and so what i'm trying to tell you is do that with your granddaughter so there's portions of lessons that you can teach her that you could if you just kind of come down a little bit and then go like energetically if you come down a little bit and if you scoot this way and see the point of view just a tiny bit differently you're going to be like oh shit I remember that or I understand it now you're going to fall into that because it's inevitable as we get older we kind of fall into that knowing of like that information doesn't serve us so we become like inconvenienced when we have to do extra paperwork or if we have to go back into a lesson that we've already experienced but that's the beautiful part about great grandmas is that they can pull back from experiences and and teach the grandchildren like hey you can't get along with your mom but you can get along with me so you need to listen because if you don't listen to me, nobody else cares enough to talk to you. You need to tell your granddaughter that, that yeah. there's nobody else on this planet that will listen to her. And if you run out of tolerance, who else does she got? Because it's time that you check her in and say, guess what, baby girl, you got one year to get yourself together a little mm-hmm. bit more. So that way you can respect and honor the people who are trying to give you the life that you deserve and not repel away from us and resist us because that is what it is. Is so. Let me ask you a question though, because now I'm getting some other information. Does she have resentment towards her mom and how she used to be? Because I feel like your daughter grew and changed, and then your granddaughter didn't see her in that new version, and that she's holding on to her mom's old skin. Um. So what? In other words, let me ask you this question: Does your granddaughter hold maybe? resentment or a grudge towards the way her mom parented her yes somewhat uh mother re uh, married uh and they had the second child so the granddaughter has this idea that mom did her own thing without including her the granddaughter feels like she was rejected out of the family plan because she wasn't asked do you want a sibling yeah i would say yeah so she she feels rejected so what i need you to know when you talk to your granddaughter you're not talking to the 17 year old you're talking to whatever age she felt abandoned oh okay that little girl is hurting 
but you can only see her as a 17-year-old almost grown woman, which you run out of patience with. Yes. You're not talking to her like the abandoned little girl that she is inside because she's still a child. You're not a child. You know what she, you know what a child looks like and she's acting like one. Right. So right. then you treat her like a child, not like a grown adult that you trust that can get it figured out on her own. Because let me tell you, she's not running away from her mom because she doesn't feel safe. She's running away from her mom because her mom isn't listening and you are. So now you can do something about it. You can be her saving grace, her superhero. You can give her perspective that only you can. You have a incredible role in her life, one that she trusts because she says, I want to live with you. I trust you to keep me in this house. But at the end of the day, that's what that is. So look by past her stubbornness and her resistance and her know-it-all attitude and just see her for her because that is what you're already doing. But then you need to remind her, hey, and then do whatever you feel necessary because you need to level up on some of that they're saying, which is good because it's going to ground her. Like, that's funny that someone, they're like irony, like the grounding, you know, like it's just grounding to like a humble level because her energy is all over the place. She's like, she's, she, doesn't, she doesn't know where she's going left or right. And um, she needs guidance. Like she needs guidance. Even if she's resisting, don't trust her when she says I'm fine or I know what I'm doing. Right. She has autism. Perfect. So is this, does she come across as a more of an individualized person that wants to defend the right of doing things herself? Yes, in a sense, yes. Okay, okay. So energetically wise, it doesn't matter what is in her neurological system, what matters, and this makes sense then for you to hear what she probably can't articulate. Uh-huh. And it makes sense now why her energy is all over the place because she feels trapped. Right. So you need to know that that's happening on an energetically force. Could you imagine being spiritually trapped in a body, not giving you the ability of doing what you want to do? Energetically, you're going to get spiraled. And you need to know that you identify that through anxiety bubbles and pressure on your chest and the breathing. Like it's like this weird panic attack a little bit on the inside. So know that yeah. that's her way of trying to get through energetically. Even if she's asleep, that could still happen. Like it doesn't matter what her face looks like. If you trust your anxiety bubbles and your intuition, you'll be able to grow much deeper and, and better and know what she needs or know what other people may need or what they don't need. So I think really what they're kind of doing for you today too, in addition is kind of allowing you to get tapped more into your intuition. So you can stop doubting that you're doing what you need to do. Um, but don't, so do you feel like because of her, condition it's hard to see her with the same value and moral compass that like other people carry or other like habits would usually come from do you use that as a clutch sometimes for the lack of accountability yes okay because that's what they're showing me but I did not want to assume that because that's that's your story so I just need you to know that it's so important that you reconsider that because you're actually clutching her from her fullest potential. And I know that you are coming from a place of 
needing her to feel accepted and, 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 and seen and validated and like, whatever you need, like we're here, that kind of thing, but she doesn't know what she needs. You know what she needs. So, so just go with that and trust that. And I don't uh, blame you for feeling like it may not be enough because of that doubt. That doubt is really, it creeps up because you're so like in tune to yourself though, that you just kind of, and it's like, it's nice, but sometimes it comes in different forms. They say distraction. So what's the distraction? So cautious when you feel maybe distracted or so do you ever feel like in order for you to do something, you have to do something else first? Yeah. A lot of times. Of course, a lot of times, because the darkness is trying to distract you from whatever it is, that first thing you should be doing, that spirit said you do first. And then darkness comes in and say, no, you should do this first, because when you do this first, it gives you less time for that first initial thing. And, or you sometimes don't always get to it. So of course, darkness doesn't want you to get to the light objective. So be cautious because they're saying that you are being detoured by distraction. Ah, okay. And that will eliminate some of your other things that you got going on because a part of me says that you know what, like this is you, this is what I see right now. I don't understand this season of my life. Like I went through this and this and this and this. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't know what. Sorry. Someone's at my door, son. I told them I had to have the house cleared out for an hour. But, uh, but, but nonetheless, I think that it's very important that they are coming through just to acknowledge these things, because if I know these things, it's because they're giving them to me. So I need you to like your loved ones, your aunt, the dad, like all these loved ones. Um, let's see. Um, did you say February was the aunt? Yes. Or no, April. April. So what's February? My mother's birthday. Perfect, because they're taking me to the celebration and then they pulled me to February. And that mom is Earth Day, that's what you said, yes? Yes, mother's birthday's in February. Okay, so just know that that's Spirit's way of saying that they're around your family and holidays and traditions, um, especially, huh, hold on, can we, so. So the dad and spirit was, was the dad and spirit. I think he wants to talk to you about your mom. I think he wants to talk about your mom. Uh, so that's the one he divorced. Is this the bylaw? Uh, the wait. one that moved me? Because that's the one that she married. Uh, she had married both. And divorce both. Divorce both. That's where I was getting. They were getting hung up on showing me divorced both. 
they were trying to show me divorced both, and I've not seen that before, so I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, is she alone right now? Yes. Okay. She, lives alone. she what? She lives alone. Yeah, that's what they said. Is that she? And then yeah, gave home and then alone. But is she like? Is she with assistance, like assisted living, or are we headed towards assisted living? Yeah, pretty much like that. We take care of her. Okay, so you guys are assisting her live. So they're just trying to acknowledge like being around her and um, so is she losing her memory or is, is she having issues with her mind? No, her mind's pretty good. Her mind's pretty good. So then where does this, so so when they show me mind, they that use it's Alzheimer's stroke, dementia. So could any of them in Soland identify with that? Um, no, I'm not thinking of, of anyone. Okay, let me see what this means. Your mom feels very go-go. Like she would rather go-go than sit. Yes. I feel like you have to constantly slow her down or remind her of her reality pace, like where she's at in her body. Sometimes. Like you're not young or you're not that go, go, you know, it's like, let me do this for you. Or like, there's a lot of like, she's stubborn. Yes. It's like, you're having to figure it out because I don't know if you're aware, but she's evolving. She's changing. And, and that's what they're trying to show me is, you, you may be connected to her having this identity of maybe a strong mind, but things are changing, right? So it may not to say like today she has memory loss. It's just to acknowledge where you are with maybe refiguring this version of your mom out. Uh-huh. And so um, I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing things as signs of change, if not already, just be cautious on denial. Uh, I'm not saying, I don't see anything now, but I can see you entering into these spaces with her and not truly being aware because when we're in that contentment, right? We're not, when we're not self-aware, we are blinded by every, like, we're just like, it's, it's like that feeling of like, people in shock when their 400 pound uncle gets a heart attack and dies. It's like, are you not aware of, what the heart, you know, so that kind of sensation, right? Of yeah. like, but just I think ultimately though, the message is to become self-aware. Uh, because you're taking great care of her though. And, mm -hmm. and you're you need to know that they're supporting you. So you feel torn, you feel pulled, um, because you're taking care of everybody else. Mm -hmm. So be cautious with your boundaries, be cautious with standing up for what's right, what's not, you know, and it's okay to teach, it's okay to reestablish new ways of living they're showing me like it's also okay to say well this used to work and this doesn't anymore so there's just a lot of good change coming so i love all that let me uh i'm going to end this with the uh, oracle cards here and these are just like tangible reminders of what your angel wants you to, to see um so prosperity a gift of money it's on its way your income is increasing manage your finances with love so that's always a good one to get um patience 
So patience come, comes to you, uh, pause before you take the action, trust that divine timing is at work, be patient and play while you wait. So I imagine this has something to do with the sensation of needing to be released of your responsibilities. And so I think patients would be the one because they're making it very clear that they know about what's going on. So if you can provide yourself with some patience and grace, releasing any burdens or doubts and or a timeline that you don't understand, this will, this will give you more opportunities to find the joy. So you can play while you wait. Um, the other card is beautiful. It's hope stay positive. The worst is behind you. Look up to the light. And so that's like hand in hand with what we just talked about. Um, and then um, this is perfect for you because I do believe that it's time to be reminded of del uh, delegate del um, when you wanted to uh, delegate delegation because the card is partnership Teamwork will give you a better result. Find trustworthy people to partner with. Build up a talented support team. So if you feel like you're doing this alone, then maybe you need to, to kind of reconsider some things and to kind of put more rules in check, right? Like, hey, you need to like you may need to remind people to level up in their position in your orbit, right? I've had to do that recently with some people in my life and just like including myself, like. I have to identify my role so I can help others identify theirs, but you have to start that is what they're showing me because everything's falling onto your lap because you're the only one that says I'll take care of it. So if you can take care of it by standing your firm ground, by saying you have to be this way for this to work, like talking to someone else. And then you can say things like focus on these things, or maybe that's not what they meant. Maybe this is what they meant, you know, things like that. And that's where that peace keeper stuff comes in, but it does you no good when that's all you do. Right. So you have to stand your ground, put your foot down somewhere and say enough is enough in some areas. And, and you really, they're just kind of reminding you of your strength and the fact that it's possible for you to put other people in your orbit in check so that way they can help you create this teamwork that you're longing for. Okay. That sounds great. Can I see your face before I let you go? <laughs> yeah. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> mess today, but relax. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much for your trust. Um, and then once I get this in my recording or my email, I'll send it over to your email maybe tomorrow or the next day. But um, and then if for some reason you don't hear from me, feel free to text me. But I'm glad you had me record it. Yes, I can't wait to to see. Yeah, in the moment. Yes. So well, anyway, you enjoy the rest of your day. So usually tomorrow, about tomorrow or the next day, I'll get it. Yeah, or tonight, just as soon as I can get to it. Yeah, it's as soon as it comes to my email, I usually just forward it right to the client. Oh, great. Okay, I'll be watching for that. Cool. Well, you have a good day. Thank you so much. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye.